What does this have to do with the new rules? Well... Welcome back to Writing in Real Life, a podcast about writing, publishing, parenthood, and marriage. I'm Morgan Baden, and with me is my husband and co-host, Barry Liga. 99. Episode 99. Look at that. You don't even know. No, I don't. You're the, listen, you're the keeper That's true. of all these things. Episode 99. <laughs> we will say no more. That's awesome. Yeah. That means that we have work to do. Yes, for episode 100. That's yes. fine. Okay. All right. Stay tuned, friends and listeners, for some... Basically, we're going to make you do all the heavy lifting for the next episode. <laughs> Not really. Anyway, um, we're recording on Monday. What's the date today? April 16th. April 16th. Thank you. Um, Despite the torrential rains and flash floods this morning, it turned into a nice day and also an exciting day because Barry had big news today. Finally, I'm able to announce one of the the mystery projects that... uh, that we've been talking about on the show forever. Uh-huh. There were three, really, that, that we were talking about. Yep. Uh, one got announced a couple of weeks ago, which was the the book that will kill me, uh, which is finally, after 10 years, found a publisher. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, another one is the collaboration that you and I are doing together. So that's two of them. And the third thing was announced today, uh, which is my novel, Thanos, Titan Consumed, which is a tie-in novel to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the movie Avengers Infinity War, which comes out next week. Uh, the book itself won't be out until November. Yep. Um, I have nothing to do with that. Sure, <laughs> so sure. The, the book won't be out until then. But uh, it is basically the story of how Thanos became Thanos. So for those of you who have been watching the Marvel movies and have been seeing the teaser scenes of him and, and, uh, and, and have seen the trailers and are, are wondering, how did he get to be this way? I will tell you how he got to be that way. Uh, so uh, I hope people will read it and enjoy it. It uh, I was I had signed many many non disclosure agreements yes, to to write this book, and now I can actually say what it is and that it exists, and I'm pretty psyched about it. Yeah, great. Um, so you have written the Flash trilogy, yes, and now you've written the Thanos book. Yes, are these like? warring sides within yourself because <laughs> one's marvel and yeah, one's dc yeah uh, it did occur to me today now this is a deep deep cut most <laughs> people will not get this but it occurred to me today that that i am the cinematic equivalent of access the character access now i, I, will know exp- I know okay. i'll explain access for those who don't know um uh back in the day marvel and dc did a big crossover called DC versus Marvel, where they had their two universes collide and all the characters met and fought and blah, blah, blah. And this was part of this happened because of a character named Access, who could go from one universe to another, Uh who could cross the boundary between the DC universe and the Marvel universe. Um, And now I'm like the uh, the cinematic equivalent of that because (laughs) I've gone from one to the other. it 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 uh, I, I wouldn't say it's warring sides. It was two <laughs> very different experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, in one case there's a trilogy uh, that that's, that was middle grade. Uh, in the other hand, well, the and other, also based on a show that you were able to watch. Sure, sure. And know? in the other case, you know, Thanos, um, based on you know a movie that I obviously haven't seen yet because mm-hmm. it's not out yet. Um, so and 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 more of a YA yeah. or or adult um, vibe to it. Um, and, uh, and so as a result, yeah, two, two very different experiences, um, but, and two very different universes, Sure. but wow, like what an opportunity. Well, and like would eight year old Barry 
have ever imagined this. <laughs> I, I, and I mean this seriously. Like, yeah. are you taking a moment to be like, wow, I have contributed. I mean, I never in a million years would have thought of writing books about these characters. Mm. Certainly eight-year-old Barry might have imagined writing a comic book about the Flash. Never at the age of eight would I have thought of Thanos. Um I, Thanos wasn't on my my radar when I was that young. Well, I mean, eight is arbitrary, right, but like right. you know, it, as a kid, yeah, and even as someone who just has always been a comic book geek, like yeah. you know, I, mean, I, I hope honestly, you're taking a moment to appreciate. This. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Also, I didn't mean that to sound like disciplinarian. <laughs> you know, I just it's meant like you better be enjoying right, this. Yeah, yeah. I just meant like what an accomplishment. Yeah, it's it's it really you know it it all happened so quickly and we've talked about how crazy my 2017 was mm-hmm. there really was not an opportunity to sort of sit back and go wow this is actually happening yeah. uh many many times you would try to get me to slow down and enjoy the moment and appreciate the moment and i was incapable of doing that because i was under so much pressure and stress that i just really didn't feel like i could say to myself this is great that this is happening i just i had to get things done and now you know flash is finished flash is done the trilogy is completely finished thanos you know i've I've got some revisions i'm doing in the next few days and then that'll be done um so you know now i can actually sit back and go holy shit (laughs) like i have written a trilogy of books based on what i believe is the top rated show on the cw wow I think I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if it's not this year, it was last year. And I am writing a novel based on what is going to be the biggest movie in history. Like yeah. already, I actually know this. Like it has already sold as many tickets as the last seven Marvel movies combined. Are you serious? Yes. And that includes Black Panther, which had done better yes. than all the movies before it. So like this movie, like they're saying this movie is going to make a quarter of a billion dollars its first weekend. Oh my God. And it's just like I actually that's like actually unfathomable. Right, right. Yeah. And and you know, I'm not saying that I'm gonna make a quarter of a billion dollars yeah. from this. You know, I won't even make a quarter of a million dollars from this probably. <laughs> but it's just when you think of, of the enormity of these things, um, it's like, oh, like that's really interesting that I get to play a role in these things. Yeah. However small. And what is really interesting to me is that the role that I play is really has a lot of my personal inflections in it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very easy with these sorts of things, I would imagine, to become sort of homogenized and pasteurized, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to misuse from some terms. And I, I feel like, you know, I mean, certainly in, in, in both cases, there were things I wanted to do that I just couldn't. Yeah. But, I mean, certainly but you I, have to work with this. Right. You have to work, you have to work within the, yeah. you have to work within the, the constraints that you're given, which that's the job when you sign up for it. Yeah. And that's fine. But I do think when you read the three flash books and when you read Thanos, you'll go, oh yeah, like. Like, this isn't something that just got spat out of a, a machine. Yeah. Like, this is a Barry Liga book. Right. And and I think that, that's cool. just so cool. Yeah. It's fun. Super cool. Yeah. All right. Congrats. A big day. Thank you. I'm glad you finally got to announce it. Oh, my God. It's been killing. I got to tell you, I'm actually very proud of myself that I kept this secret for so long <laughs> because everybody wanted to know. Yeah. Like, I had friends who were trying to guess constantly. Yeah. Nobody came close. Nobody came close. That's um, funny. And and I didn't tell anybody except I told you obviously, well, but I mean I tweeted it a few times. Right, you didn't right. tell. Him. Yeah, just kidding, guys. No. Uh, okay. Anyway, congrats. So, Super yes. cool. Yes. Um, listeners, we will of course leave multiple links in the show notes. Um, <laughs> sure. Io Nine had the cover reveal and the announcement today. Right. It's a really exclusive. nice cover. It is a really cool cover. Yeah. All right. So we'll link to that. Um, 
while we're talking about writing, I just want to give a shout out to micro progress. Oh yes. And the concept of it. Um, we talked about it a, a couple of episodes ago. Um, there was an article in the New York times about, uh, about the importance of micro progress and how just getting started can often, um, you know, spur you to actually finish, which is great. Uh, And again, to reiterate the concept of micro progress is that instead of saying, Oh, I have a a book due or I want to finish this book or I want to finish cleaning out the basement or whatever it is. um, You break it down into teeny, teeny, tiny incremental steps, like the smallest steps possible and then as you check them off, you really start to feel accomplished. And also you start actually doing them right. rather than just feel like you're facing this daunting task that during which you never start. Anyway, all this is to say is that um, it's working for me. And by the way, I'm not in, I'm not like there's micro progress of like, you know, write a first sentence. Yeah. Number two. Open the laptop. You know what I mean? Like very, very, very tiny. I'm not that bad with my procrastination. Um, But I did all last week. um, I started writing on the train again, which is very good for me. That's how I get a lot done. Uh, And I had taken a, what, like two month break and I'm back on it. Um, But I had very minimal expectations each day. So back when you and I were working on, on our collaboration, I had a word count that I had to hit. Um, I had chapters that I had to finish right. because you are a strict commander when it comes to those I, things. I'm a harsh taskmaster. <laughs> you are. Um, but anyway, with this, I'm, with the project I'm working on now, there's no deadline. This is my project. Um, but I've been doing really well progress-wise. And it's because, again, shout out to Micro Progress. Every day I was like, I'm just going to do five minutes. Yeah. Like on the train, I brought the laptop. May as well just open it up and do five minutes. Three days in a row I ended up writing close to a thousand words each day which was really great that's great in my you know 30 minute train ride so anyway for those of you who are seeking help (laughs) check out the concept of micro progress because it's really working any other writing updates from you bear um i wrote a short 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 story that is uh, slated to be in an anthology i think later this year cool i'll give more details about that when i when uh you know, it's actually on the schedule and mm-hmm. everything. But that was something I did right after I finished Thanos, um, where, you know, it was like my methadone, you know, <laughs> like I needed to come down. Yeah. I couldn't just go cold turkey right. after, I mean, I cranked on Thanos just nonstop for quite a while. Well, and you're actually not quite done, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm doing revisions now. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm talking about the initial drafting uh, was sort of crazy. Um and uh, so I, I wrote this very short story. It's like two pages long, uh, which for me is actually really difficult because I'm a very wordy writer. Uh-huh. And uh, so doing something that short was 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 tough. And there was a part of me that while I was writing, it was going, it's not done. Like, yeah. it can't, it's only two pages. I, it needs more. Like, uh-huh. I, I need backgrounds for these characters right. and this and that and everything. But the whole point of it is it's supposed to be really short. So hopefully uh, I'll tell I'll tell people more about that later. But that was fun. Well, um, that reminds me, I had a college professor who had a very um, soap opera name that we all would uh, make fun of, not to his face, but he just had a soap opera name, which I won't say, because like, I'm sure he's a very like nice... Brick Charles? Or... Something like that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Brick Charles. That's actually a really good name. <laughs> anyway. This is um, what I do. <laughs> he had a... Uh, I feel like it was his first assignment with my class was a 500-word essay. And that's actually very hard, because 500 words, as you know, is not a lot of words, right. depending on the topic. And... A whole bunch of people apparently turned in essays that were well over 500 words, mm. and he docked them all a full point, wow. <laughs> like a full grade letter, yeah, yeah, yeah. because he was like, the assignment was 500 words, yeah. not 600, not 550, 
Right. Certainly not a thousand, which a lot of people turned in. So anyway, yeah. I, that st- sticks out in my mind certainly as a like, oh yeah, it was really hard to write just five hundred. Yeah, there's the old Mark Twain quote about, "I'm sorry, this letter is so long, I didn't have time to make it short." Yes, yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, and it's true. It's yeah. harder. It's harder for me to write something short than to write something long. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the Babysitters Club for a second. Okay, I'll just be over here in the corner. Well, <laughs> when I talk about the Babysitters Club, what I really mean uh, is the new rules of babysitting. Wait, the old rules were things like don't kill the baby. Like there I feel like many more I feel like now. that's important no, that's, to, to keep that rule. I think rule. it's like number 3 on the list after leaving your seamless login <laughs> and making sure that you Uber the oh the babysitter. No, so Reuters had an article about um perks galore rule the new economy of babysitting. So obviously I clicked on that and and read it. Um and it it's Fascinating, which obviously is people who used to live in Brooklyn and who now live in an affluent suburb of New York City. Uh, this is not surprising to us, yeah. but it is really sort of illuminating to take a look at how babysitting has changed over the past 20 years, 20 to 30 years. Sure. Uh, so leaving aside the fact that no one these days would ever let their kids um, stay with a 13-year-old the way the Babysitter's Club <laughs> did. Um, but the new rule of babysitting is basically the more perks, the better. So, yes, it's things like making sure that... It, Seamless is available to your your sitter. Um, And also, again, Ubering them back and forth from home to your house. But also things like taking them on your luxury vacation with you and um, just lots and lots of perks like that. Um, Let alone the price, like the hourly cost of a babysitter. Now, we haven't done a ton of babysitting. I think we've done it twice. Well... Uh, no, we did it a couple more times than that. Really? Unless you're, are you counting the time when we had, you had essentially full-time help for those three or four weeks? Oh, no, I'm not counting that. Okay, so not yeah, counting Because I that. was here. Yeah, you were here. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, then, yeah, we probably only have done it. We did, we did it one time when we lived in Brooklyn. At the last minute, a friend generously gave us tickets to Springsteen. Yes. And so we had a sitter that night. Yeah. Which was a little different because, number one, she was a good friend of mine. Right. Somebody we knew. Yeah. yeah. Number two, she came over to sit after, after the baby Leia had was gone asleep. to bed. Yeah. yeah. So we paid her like $100 plus seamless to sit there in the house while the baby slept all night. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, great. Fine. I've done it once here. I think you were away for the weekend and I had to take Leia to dance class on a oh, Saturday right. morning. And I just... It, this is way too long to get into, but like the dance class environment is not one that I wanted to bring the baby to right. because there's tons of stairs and he was very active and there's real no, no play really. Anyway, yeah. it was just going to be too complicated and it's only an hour and he was napping again. Right. Na- the napping is the common denominator here. And so I invited a neighbor over yeah. um, teenage girl. She came recommended from our other adult friends in, in the neighborhood, but it was my first time meeting her. And that was a, that's a bit of a trip. Like, yeah. inviting a teenage girl in and being like, hi, these are the kids. I'm out. You know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway. And, but once again, it was the baby's asleep. Come just sit in my house. Right. You know? Uh, and is that it? No. There was one other time we went out one night. Okay. We had somebody come. We went out one night. And... uh and the, what I really remember from that was that we Wait, went with out. with both kids? Yeah, with both here? kids. Okay. Yeah, I was here. We went out, and uh, we went, and we had dinner, and we saw a movie, and then we came home. Yeah. And it was not even 11 o'clock yet. Yes. And I remember she said, 
what are you doing home already? Go back. Like, I'm here. Go back out. Like, what yeah, are you doing? Like, we're old. We're, this is bedtime. Well, yeah. Well, you know, like, you know, two kids who at the time were getting up, both of them, in the six o'clock hour. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's not quite 11 o'clock yet. Yeah. We need to get some sleep. Yeah. Um, but that was, that's the only other time that I remember. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because especially now as... Leia goes to bed later and later yeah. because she's three and a half now. So it's not, it's, it's not like 7 p.m. bedtimes the right. way it used to be for everyone. Um, and then we had the whole night free. Now it's like she doesn't go down till 8 or 8.30. Yep. And like, I know it's crazy, but to me it feels like the night is over. Yeah, by no, then. of course. But the one thing that I really struggle with with babysitters is the bedtime yeah. aspect of it. Um, and maybe it's just us, but Leia in particular has a very particular bedtime routine yep um and that's something that's really great when they're babies um but probably less great as they get older in terms of uh i mean this exact reason like i don't know how she would do if it were a babysitter putting her down yeah no i worry about that too yeah and that's not to say like family puts her down all the time both of our moms have put her to bed etc um without us here but a stranger is what gives me great pause. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It, it, it's a tough thing. And, you know, I, I remind myself that kids are different yeah. based on who's around. Yes. You know? And uh, so I, I think it would probably go better than we're both fearing. But we are both fearing. So. Well, and it's also, th- like, it would need to be a babysitter who's met her a few times. I think so. Right? Like, yeah. someone she's spent some time with. So that then she feels comfortable and it's not weird to have the strange person right. putting her to bed. Um, which I guess is on us because we really do need like a roster of babysitters who we go to pretty frequently, right? Not frequently, but regularly enough that our kids recognize them. Yeah. Um, and we don't have that. What does this have to do with the new rules? Well, just the general Just the general, okay. Yeah, um... But I, I did think this was interesting. A 2017 urban sitter survey found that San Francisco sitters were bringing in the most money nationwide. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. I, but topping even New York? That oh, surprises yeah. me. Oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise yeah. me at okay. all. Well, um, it's a 28% increase from five years ago. Wow. It's a, an average of 17.34 per hour. I mean, I feel like it really has gone from something that used to be something that was done almost casually. Yeah. It has become like a business. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's there's websites where you can find babysitters. Of course. Yeah. You know, you never used to do that. You used to just ask the person next door, who do you use? Right. And then everybody would fight to get the, the good ones. Right. And that was that. Yeah. It's just a part of it. I think maybe my hesitation is that it kind of feels like a, a job trying to find a babysitter. Yeah. Someone that you trust enough. And then, again, bringing them in a few times during while you're here to, like, help them meet the kids. And then doing it, it's, it, it just feels so fraught. Yeah, and it's not even that I'm worried about something happening. It really is just, it feels like a lot of work yeah. to get to that point where you feel comfortable leaving your kid right. with the babysitter. Yeah. Um, and it, which is ridiculous. We should just bite the bullet and do it. Yes, And we get should. it over with. Yeah. But all that is to say, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, dude, we really need a date night. We haven't gone out now in a Now we're getting to time. the point. This is the point. Yeah. Um, and instead of like finding a babysitter, we called your mom <laughs> <laughs> and invited her up for a long well, weekend. Because let's look at let's look at the new rules of babysitting and yeah. look at my, look at the advantage of my mom here. <laughs> um, she stays here, so no need to Uber her anywhere. That's true. Um, she doesn't eat a lot, and she usually is very happy eating whatever we have in the fridge. Right, so no yeah. seamless. 
Um, and what was the other one? I mean, that was really it. Is that really it? The luxury okay. vacations, but we're, we're not doing We're not that. taking her on a vacation. No, no. This is her vacation yeah, right. coming here. So, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's why. But it, it is funny. Like, I, I was really like, we need a date night. We have yeah. not gone. The two of us have not gone out to dinner in a very long time. We have not. So, anyway, we're doing that next week, which is yes. fun. We'll report back. We will. Our big 100th episode will be yeah. us reporting back <laughs> on how our date night went. Barry got the steak. I got yeah, the fish. Exactly. All done. There get, you go. Get ready, everybody. Fire up your <laughs> podcast players. Okay. Um, moving on, let's talk. There was just something really funny that I wanted to give a shout out to and obviously link to it. Um, BuzzFeed had a, a listicle of tweets from parents who have a lot of kids. Okay. Well, how, how are they defining a lot? Well, it seems to be three or more, which obviously three is not a lot, but like there were some tweets. Spoken as somebody who comes from a family of four kids. Yes, yeah. Three is nothing. No, no, no. So in my, from my perspective now, three is a massive amount of children, but I think this was like four and above, really, okay. is what they were looking at. There was one tweet that I, I don't know if you heard me, it was earlier today. I stopped and laughed for like a solid five minutes at this. Wow, no. Okay. So she says, this is the tweet, yeah. okay? Receptionist at pediatrician's office. Child's birth date and year? Me, mother of three. Wow, okay, I didn't know there was going to be maths. Nervous laughter. Let's see, he's four. It was late April or May. Rainy, I think. He's a classic Gemini, if that helps. Isn't this in his file? (laughs) (laughs) And guys, you should know the reason I laughed so long at this is because I still don't know our daughter's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, now what happened was you know she had a, a specific due date and obviously it's something like what four percent of kids are actually born right. on their their due date um so for the first like year and a half of her life whenever somebody two, would ask maybe two and a yeah, half years whenever somebody would ask for her birthday you would give her the due, due date, date. <laughs> which is not her birthday it was really embarrassing for a while there um but i, I think i've got it down pat yeah, now yeah. yeah but it is still i get the years messed up not not like Actually, not even with her because there's a reason I remember her year. But even with our one and a half, what our 14 month old son, right. sometimes I'm like, what year was that? Like, and then I have to count it's backwards. Like, it's just a year ago. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. it's not that hard. But I thought it was very funny. Like, I didn't know there was going to be maths. Yeah, which obviously she's British, so that's funny. Yes. <laughs> makes it even funnier. Makes it even funnier. If you could have done it in the British accent, that would be I don't have a British accent. Um, dear Kate, if you're listening, please yes. send us yes. a British accent recording. No, I'm kidding. Um, anyway, so let's uh, let's wrap it up here. What are you reading? I am currently reading One Way by S.J. Morden. It is a novel set in the near future where this corporation is going to colonize Mars. Mm. But they need they need an advanced team to go first to build the shelters for the actual colonists who are going to show up later. And, uh, you know, you don't want to actually send people that are valuable. So they go and they get a bunch of people who are sentenced to life in prison. Boy. And they basically tell them, you're going to come help us or you're going to go into solitary for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so it's the story of these prisoners. I've, I've just started it, but it's really good. Right now they're still training on Earth. Um, and, uh, it, it seems really cool. So I'm enjoying it. Cool. So I am reading, dun, 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 um, Twin Peaks, The uh, Secret History, or yes. rather The Secret History the Secret of Twin history Peaks. The Secret History of Twin Peaks, yes. Um, by Mark Frost. So this book is a trip. <laughs> no. I know, right? I don't even mean, like, content-wise yet. Yeah. I mean, well, and I'll get to that in a second, but format-wise, it's actually very hard on my eyes, yeah. and perhaps that is a case of me needing some eyeglasses, so I will get right on that, Mark Frost. But um, but the format of this book is so interesting. So now you've read this book. Yes. Um, 
And just so you guys know, it's a mix of basically the idea is that an unknown, an, an unnamed narrator wrote a dossier. Yeah. And this is the dossier, but added to the dossier are an FBI agent's known as TP. <laughs> what does that stand for? Um, notes. Yeah. So it's sort of bookended by notes from Gordon Cole. So like Gordon Cole, who is played by David Lynch in Twin Peaks, um, essentially finds the dossier and assigns it to this other agent. And so then, like I said, there's these multiple narrators going on because there's David in the beginning. Well, not David, Gordon Cole. Uh, and then the, tw- the FBI agent and then the unnamed person or unknown person right. at this point who wrote the dossier. And then the dossier itself is like filled with actual real people from history. Yes. And most of what he's talking about is true. A lot of it is true. And then he salts in stuff that, that connects is not it to true. a larger narrative. Yeah. Yes. So the other night I'm, I'm reading in bed and again, it's it's hard to read because some of it is um, in the format of like a torn letter right. or um, the journals of so and so, and so it's different handwriting. Speaking of the Babysitters Club, that's well, that's what it reminds me of, like the diary entries in the beginning, which can be hard to read when you're an old lady like me. Anyway, so at one point I looked over at you and I was like, "So I'm confused. <laughs> this book. I'm in a chapter about Lewis and Clark, yeah. real people." How much of what is of what I'm reading right now is actual fact? And I don't know the percentage, but some of it is. And yeah. some of it, like you said, is not. Which is, it's like, this is really a, a mind game to, like, read this book. Yep. Much like watching Twin Peaks. Much like watching Twin Peaks. Yes. Um, the other funny thing about it is that it's work. I, it's very enjoyable, but yeah. it's not like... Oh, let me read this light breezy novel right, in the ten minutes before because bed. Because it's not really a novel. No, right? it's the not. Only, the only the narrative itself is sort of in the empty spaces. Yes. You know, like you you have to make the connection. Yes. Like, why is he telling me this actual historical fact yes. juxtaposed to this other actual historical fact? Mm-hmm. Why is he doing? And you have to sort of intuit that with what you know of Twin Peaks. Like, oh, this is why this is going to matter at yes. some point in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm enjoying it, but yeah. it is like a, I I almost have to steal myself for it. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> because it's, I, it's I'm not like, a quick read. Right, like this is academic reading yeah. in a way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I've been alternating it with uh, Freshman Dorm, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is a book from the 80s. <laughs> um, I had a recent eBay binge. You know how I, you, well, you know, I don't know if listeners know, I collect a lot of my favorite um teen books from the 80s and 90s and freshman dorm was one of them although i it's it was not um i didn't read it as much as i did a lot of the other ones so it's been fun rereading it because a lot of it is feels very new to me right anyway certainly the opposite of of twin peaks so um so i've been alternating and it's very funny cool yeah all right anything else from you bear uh, no, I have no other crazy projects up my sleeve. Great. Um, I have I have revealed everything at this point. So someday soon we will be yeah. able to talk about our collaboration. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, the I only thing I, the only thing I can say actually this is this is a bit of news for those uh, listeners who have been waiting for the uh, the Billy Dent prequel to the I Hunt Killers series, which I promised a while ago. Yeah. Uh, there were some delays for reasons that are nobody's fault. Just things happen uh i have the edits on that now i'll be doing a revision in the next week or so and hopefully uh, it's going to be an ebook only hopefully y'all will see it uh, sooner rather than later it should be out uh, i would imagine 
this summer, this fall. Cool. So, yeah. Great. Okay. That's it for us, you guys. Have a great couple of weeks. We'll be back for our 100th episode very soon. Meanwhile, find us online at writinginreallife.com, on Twitter at WIRL Podcast. And of course, head over to iTunes and rate us and subscribe to us. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks.